98K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines. Critics cast doubt on the effectiveness of the financial secretary's plan to give people electronic spending vouchers. While Paul Chan defends his proposal to offer the unemployed low-interest loans guaranteed by the government, and Hong Kong Exchanges and Clearing expresses disappointment over his proposal to raise the stamp duty on stock transactions. Critics have questioned the offer of $5,000 worth of electronic spending vouchers by the financial secretary in his budget speech. Paul Chan says Hong Kong permanent residents, as well as new arrivals, are eligible. People can use the vouchers for online shopping as well, but not from overseas merchants. Si Lai San of the Society for Community Organisations says grassroots residents may not benefit from the scheme. Grassroots people, they uh, doubt whether, uh, what, what kind of shop they, they would be uh, benefit from this, because probably there will be many big shops, but actually they never purchase there. And besides, they have a tenement. And besides, actually, they go to a very small shop or those even not a shop. They're just on the street to sell. It's much cheaper. So whether can benefit those are mostly five, but without their effectiveness. Roundtable lawmaker Michael Teen has also cast doubt on the effectiveness of spending coupons. He understands they will be distributed over five months and that they can be used in supermarkets as well. For a coupon to be able to kickstart the economy, it has to be of very short duration. Whatever he has in mind now, I do not believe it will kickstart the economy in any way. The beneficiary of this coupon obviously is the public, but in terms of businesses, it's actually the food business and the supermarket, which have never been a victim of the entire COVID pandemic period. So the victim of the COVID pandemic, actually the so-called impulse item purchasing, entertainment and all that. And I don't think this is going to help those industries. With unemployment at 7%, its highest in nearly 17 years, Paul Chan says people who've lost their jobs could receive low-interest loans of up to $80,000 that are fully guaranteed by the government. They'll be charged 1% annual interest over five years. The financial secretary brushed aside suggestions the scheme would further hurt the unemployed rather than helping them. We are not encouraging people to, to borrow. We just... Uh, reckon that in the community uh, during this prolonged period of economic recession with a high unemployment rate, there are members of public who might have financial difficulty and may need to have some money to tie them over. So we offer this as an option for them to consider. Hong Kong Exchanges and Clearing has expressed disappointment over a government proposal to raise stamp duty on stock transactions. The financial secretary proposed in his budget a 30% jump in stamp duty from 0.1% to 0.13%. Paul Chan said the hike will affect both buyers and sellers, but made it clear authorities had considered the impact on the securities market and Hong Kong's international competitiveness. The move requires LegCo approval. The interim chief executive of HKEX, Calvin Tai, says it's too early to tell how that would affect market turnover. First of all, uh, we were not consulted on this, uh, so we uh, will receive it together with the public. I think, uh, as uh, we have said before, uh, we're disappointed, but we understand why the government wants and needs to increase the stamp duty. While market caught a bit by surprise, well, I think that's uh, for the stamp duty. As I said, well, we shouldn't overreact to that. Well, I think we need time to let the market digest and pan out. And I understand that the stamp duty is not going to raise, at least in a few months' time, it will take time to get the legislation in place. 
The financial secretary has unveiled a $318 million drive to upgrade Hong Kong's football pitches to encourage more people to play the sport. Authorities want to boost the number of smaller five-a-side pitches that meet international standards. Paul Chan said the government would also consider upgrading a number of existing venues into full-sized 11-a-side pitches and speed up the replacement of artificial turf. To other news, the government says the first batch of coronavirus vaccines produced by German drug maker BioNTech will not arrive in Hong Kong tomorrow as scheduled. A government spokesman quoted the pharmaceutical company as saying one million doses procured by Hong Kong had been made but were still going through export procedures. BioNTech says the delay is not related to export restrictions imposed by the European Union. Jabs from mainland firm Sinovac were the first to arrive in Hong Kong. You're listening to RTHK. The time is almost exactly five minutes past 11. Back to the budget, the government is to raise taxes on new vehicles and increase annual licence fees in an attempt to ease traffic congestion. Hong Kong aims to phase out the sale of petrol-run and diesel-run cars entirely by 2035 or earlier. Candice Wong has that story. Traffic is getting worse, there are more vehicles on the road and the government says it wants to do something about it. Paul Chan announced in his budget that a 15% increase in first registration tax for private vehicles took effect immediately, while vehicle license fees have been raised by 30%. The financial secretary noted that the first registration tax hadn't gone up in a decade, while license fees have remained unchanged for 30 years. Mr Chan also said the government is also working to gradually replace conventional cars that run on fossil fuels with more environmentally friendly electric vehicles. He said the Environment Bureau will announce next month Hong Kong's first roadmap on encouraging more use of electric cars and expanding the facilities needed to allow for this. This including expanding the charging network and setting up a producer responsibility scheme to handle dead batteries. Mr Chen said a key measure is to stop all new registration of fuel-run cars by 2035 or earlier as part of the government's plan to achieve carbon neutrality before 2050, as well as to further reduce roadside pollution. Hong Kong will post a record $257 billion budget deficit in the current fiscal year. But Paul Chan does expect the economy to return to growth in 2021. Here's Priscilla Ng. With the economy battered by COVID, the financial secretary said the deficit would reach $257.6 billion in the 2021-2022 fiscal year. That's slightly less than $300 billion that some had forecast. Fiscal reserves, meanwhile, are expected to stand at $902.7 billion by March the 31st. And Mr. Chan warned that even though the local economy is expected to gradually improve, he expects the deficit in the next fiscal year to hit $101.6 billion. He spoke through an interpreter. In the past year, we have increased government expenditure substantially to combat the epidemic and roll out relief measures, which resulted in our fiscal reserves dropping sharply in two years from the equivalence of 23 months of government expenditure to 13 months. Although I forecast an improvement in revenue for the next financial year, I expect that the fiscal deficit will be $101.6 billion, accounting for 3.6% of our GDP. In other words, Hong Kong will record a deficit for a number of years after achieving a surplus for 15 years. Looking ahead, the financial chief warned that the SER will likely continue to suffer from a deficit over the next few years. 
On the economy, Mr. Chan expected GDP to return to positive territory after a record 6.1 percent contraction last year. With the rollout of COVID-19 vaccination schemes here in Hong Kong and around the world, the finance chief said there will likely be significant improvement in the global economy, and he expects the SAR economy to expand by 3.5 to 5.5 percent in 2021. He also said the local economy will likely grow by an average of 3.3 percent. Per year from 2022 to 2025, while the underlying inflation rate will average 2%. The government has revealed it has set aside $8 billion for safeguarding national security. And as Timmy Sung reports, there are calls for greater transparency on how that money is spent. Paul Chen made no reference to the $8 billion special national security fund in his budget speech. It belongs to a list of items outlining the expenditure of government departments. An appendix said the fund is aimed at meeting the expenditure for safeguarding national security and approving the establishment of relevant posts. It's a requirement under the Beijing-imposed security law to create a fund for safeguarding national security purposes. Asked about the expenditure at a post-budget press conference, the finance chief said the government earmarked the money back in December, but Mr. Chen refused to say how officials arrived at the figure. He said it was discussed in the National Security Committee, chaired by the chief executive. We have uh, set aside eight billion Hong Kong dollar for that purpose. That amount uh, is for multiple years. The expenditure is not just for the police.、Uh, for national security purposes, there are other government departments involved. It is a special fund,、uh, according to the national security legis- legislation, to set aside for that purposes. Mr. Chen added, "The government will provide more information to the Legislative Council later." Former lawmaker and vice chairman of the Civic Party, Jeremy Tam, described the allocation as dumping money into a giant hole, saying the public has the right to know how the government plans to spend the money. Eight billion is quite a large amount of money, and particularly in this funding, you don't have any transparency. We don't know how they're going to use it, and how many people are using it, and also for how long durations, or is it involving any property acquisition? We have absolutely no idea. Meanwhile, the police force is set to receive a 7.7 percent budget boost in the coming financial year, a year after its budget ballooned by 25 percent to fund a recruitment drive. The proposed $25 billion for the coming year will be spent on maintaining law and order. Assess operations to manage major security and public events, and prevents illegal immigration and smuggling, among other things. The force said it doesn't have plans to further increase manpower this year, after adding more than 2,000 officers last year. The government's proposing to spend half a billion dollars to enhance facilities at Hong Kong's country parks and spice things up further by introducing new amenities like zip lines and glamping. Vicky Wong reports. Covid restrictions have further boosted the popularity of Hong Kong's country parks, with many popular trails now often crowded with people, especially at the weekends. Financial Secretary Paul Chan said in his budget that he's looking to further boost the attractiveness of the great outdoors by allocating 500 million dollars to enhance existing facilities or build new attractions. He offered few details other than mentioning that new elements such as glamping or glamorous camping, where relative luxuries like running water or even climate control are available. Could be introduced at some parks.
Treetop adventure elements might also be introduced. Mr Chan didn't give any details, but these usually involve climbing facilities, rope bridges and zip lines. Additional lookout points would be set up for photography enthusiasts, while old wartime relics would be converted into open museums. He said these new attractions would gradually be introduced over the next two to three years and would be designed for all. Mr Chan spoke for an interpreter. The new facilities will adopt low-carbon and green design that integrates with its natural surroundings. The needs of all age groups and people with or without physical disabilities will be catered for. The fund would also bankroll more mundane improvements, such as enhancing existing toilet facilities and barbecue and picnic sites. Another $55 million have been set aside for the Tourism Commission to enhance 10 popular hiking trails deemed to have potential for tourism over the next five years. Mr Chan also says the government will seek funding from the Legislative Council this year for two harbourfront enhancement projects, the boardwalk underneath the island Eastern Corridor and the harbourfront park in Saiyingpun. Turning now to COVID-19, health authorities have ordered people who've been to a Chinese restaurant in Chimsa Choi in the past week to get tested after six customers there came down with the disease. Wendy Wong has details. One patient visited Mr Ming's Chinese dining on February the 18th, the day Hong Kong social distancing rules were relaxed after the Chinese New Year holiday. Officials later found out that five preliminary positive cases had also had lunch there on February the 19th. Dr Chuan Shukwan of the Centre for Health Protection said, as restaurants might not be well ventilated, the virus might have stayed in the air for some time if an infected customer coughed while eating. Although they are separate groups, it is possible that um, there may be a case somewhere during that time in the restaurant and cause the spread. This is our postulation. But of course, um, there are other factors that may be um, uh, occurring, the staff or the environment or the toilet. Uh, I mean, there are all the possibilities. She said authorities had notified other customers of the restaurants of the infections via the government's Leave Home Safe app. This comes as the city reported 17 new coronavirus infections, 16 of which were locally acquired. Officials can't trace the source of six infections. Meanwhile, a secondary school in Hobantin has been told to close for two weeks after a 16-year-old student tested preliminary positive for the virus. Students and teachers at Yuchun Kern Memorial College have also been asked to get tested for COVID-19. And in sports news, the American golf star Tiger Woods is reported to be in stable condition in hospital in Los Angeles after being involved in a serious car crash earlier today. Woods is said to have suffered significant injuries to his right leg with bones broken in several places. The police have yet to determine what caused the crash, which officers said he was lucky to survive. A reminder of our top stories tonight. Critics cast doubt on the effectiveness of the financial secretary's plan to give people electronic spending vouchers, while Paul Chan defends his proposal to offer the unemployed low-interest loans guaranteed by the government. The news and sport from RTHK. The government provides public COVID-19 testing services through different channels. Those without symptoms but feel they have a higher risk of exposure can visit designated public clinics or other distribution points to obtain free test kits. Those having compulsory tests can visit community testing centers for free testing. The centers also provide self-paid services to those needing test reports for personal use. If feeling ill, see a doctor promptly and don't go elsewhere.
Getting us started for the second hour of the Late Show for this Wednesday, the 24th of February. That, of course, the Queen of Disco, Donna Summer and Bad Girl. I'm Simon Wilson, keeping you company through till one, sitting in for the world's most durable DJ. Uncle Ray is sheltering in place during this current COVID spike. We'll be back as soon as it's safe to return. In the meantime, music of the 60s, 70s and 80s for another 10 minutes. Then we're going to slow things down with some assorted ballads and easy listening through till one. 